0: Hello, here on Search for Truth today, your Bible teacher Brian considers a Bible subject which very aptly describes the purpose of these broadcasts. Search for Truth has been opening the Word of God every week for over 40 years and seeking to shed light on the teaching contained in those Bible verses. Today is no exception. The title of Brian's talk, Today, is taken from 1st Chronicles, chapter 9 and verse 27, as we've been looking in past weeks. And this time it's called Opening the Doors. So let's go inside with Brian. Thanks very much John. The English word threshold
1: originated from an old Anglo-Saxon word which literally meant to thresh a wood. If I may explain The first part of the old word is the same basic word that's used for threshing grain and the second part is the Anglo-Saxon or Germanic word for a wood or a forest. The idea may well have been that the threshold, being at that time a piece of wood or timber, was placed at the entrance of a house and was liable to be threshed or thrashed as people entered or exited the building – it was the only part of a door frame that was subject to wearing away the term threshold later came to have a more general meaning that of a boundary threshold is used by the king james version of the bible to translate two hebrew words the first means a limit or a boundary and the other means a sill or an elevated step which was usually made of stone in biblical times We've seen in a previous study the practical value of a threshold in that it served to keep the house clean, closed and secure. As functional as it was, it was also of significance as a symbol. To cross someone's threshold, unless invited, was to invade their space. There's a Bible verse which has given rise to many and varied translations and it talks of those who leap on the threshold, seemingly a reference to some cultic practice on the thresholds of pagan temples, one with allusions to violence. But it does tend to emphasise the symbolism of the threshold in the ancient world. In our study, we are especially interested, of course, in tracing its use as it concerns God's temple, or in other words, his house on this earth. Our main text for this series is First Chronicles 9 and verse 17, as John said. Now the gatekeepers were Shalom and Akob and Talman and Achiman and their relatives. Shalom, the chief being stationed until now at the king's gate to the east. These were the gatekeepers for the camp of the sons of Levi. Shalom, the son of Kore, the son of ebi Asaph, the son of Korah, and his relatives of his father's house, the Korahites, were over the work of the service, keepers of the thresholds of the tent. And their fathers had been over the camp of the Lord, keepers of the entrance. Phinehas, the son of Eliezer, was ruler over them previously, and the Lord was with him. Zechariah, the son of Meshalemiah, was gatekeeper of the entrance of the tent of meeting. All these who were chosen to be gatekeepers at the thresholds, were 212. These were enrolled by genealogy in their villages, whom David and Samuel the seer appointed in their office of trust. So they and their sons had charge of the gates of the house of the Lord, even the house of the tent, as guards. The gatekeepers were on the four sides, to the east, west, north and south. Their relatives in their villages were to come in every seven days from time to time to be with them. For the four chief gatekeepers who were Levites were in an office of trust and were over the chambers and over the treasuries in the house of God. As our text says very plainly, those men who were appointed from the Levites as keepers of the threshold or gatekeepers, were occupying a very responsible position and so had to be totally trustworthy. Included in their responsibilities was the task of supervising the storehouses or treasuries of the temple which stored all the prepared things which the people had brought. In 2 Kings chapter 22 and verse 4 we read, Go up to Hilkiah the chief priest, or the high priest, that he may count the money that has been brought into the house of the Lord, which the keepers of the threshold have collected from the people. Hilkiah is elsewhere called the son of Shalom, a name which heads up our list of threshold keepers in First Chronicles chapter 9. The collection referred to in Josiah's day must have been in progress for some time. As in the reign of Joash, after the terrible time of Athaliah, when it was found necessary to collect money for the repair of the temple, so later, after the wicked doings of Manasseh and Ammon, a renovation of the sacred building was again required, and the money needed was being raised by another collection. Great care was taken in all such cases that an exact accounting of it should be kept. This was done by the keepers of the threshold. We're simply drawing attention to this as an example of the duties of the keepers of the threshold, one of which was to be stewards of the things collected from the people for temple service. The Apostle Paul in the New Testament reminds us that it's required of stewards that they're found to be faithful. And this would, in particular, apply to those who administer church funds today there will always be a need for those who can handle the Lord's money for the Lord's work with appropriate discernment as to its use. But I would like us to take a more universal yet personal application. For this also may make us think of Jesus' words in which he spoke of our personal storehouse or our personal treasury of things learned about God through his word. What he said was this, Matthew 13 and verse 52, Jesus said to them, Therefore, every scribe who has become a disciple of the kingdom of heaven is like a head of a household who brings out of his treasure things new and old. Scribes in Jesus' day, students of the law of Moses, if they had caught the law's true meaning, were prepared for the new revelation brought by Jesus. As the Apostle Paul later taught Jews, the law was a tutor to lead people to Christ. So scribes of the law could store the new understanding of God which Jesus brought alongside their previous knowledge. They could then draw on fresh insights but also on things with which they were well accustomed but which now had added meaning. We certainly have a responsibility to treasure all things concerning Christ. This is then like a storehouse which we can draw from by the Spirit's help as we witness to others about the Lord. In this, Mary, the Lord's mother, sets us an excellent example. It comes at the end of the familiar lines surrounding the Saviour's birth in Luke chapter 2. In the same region, there were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terribly frightened. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. For today, in the city of David, there has been born for you a Saviour who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. When the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, Let us go straight to Bethlehem then, and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. So they came in a hurry and found their way to Mary and Joseph and the baby as he lay in the manger. When they had seen this, they made known the statement which had been told them about this child. And all who heard it wondered at the things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. As we set a watch over what we store in our hearts, we act like those keepers of the threshold at the temple long ago. How well Are we supervising the information we store away in our heart? Indeed, what is it that we think about? What sort of information do we absorb and recycle? We're responsible for all we store and how we bring it out and how we use it. Our storehouse of revealed truth is indeed a treasure and we're responsible to reflect on it like Mary and then to open and share it with others. Listen to how the Apostle Paul did that and encouraged the Corinthians to do the same. In 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 5 he says, For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus as Lord, and ourselves as your bondservants for Jesus' sake. For God, who said, Light shall shine out of darkness, is the one who has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, so that the surpassing greatness of the power will be of God and not from ourselves. There could be no better treasure to have stored in our heart than the knowledge of the glory of Christ, and nothing better that we could share with others that they might, in the power of God, be turned from darkness to light. The Christian pathway is about storing the full extent of the gospel of Christ in our hearts and as a resource to share as he wrote his last bible letter to timothy paul describes his teaching indeed the apostles teaching as a treasure and so it is this is what he actually said in 2 timothy chapter 1 verse 13 retain the standard of sound words which you have heard from me in the faith and love which are in christ jesus guard through the holy spirit who dwells in us the treasure which has been entrusted to you Are we adding to our store, growing in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus? Are we bringing it out to bless others with it? As stewards of the mysteries of God, let's supervise the storehouse of our heart's personal treasury, like those keepers of the threshold did long ago when they were responsible to supervise the storehouses of the temple treasury.
0: Once again here's a reminder how you can receive a transcript book of all the talks in this series firstly it's available online and you can obtain it by downloading a copy from churchesofgod.info/media alternatively you can write to us and request a hard copy book just ask for the title guarding the gates And don't forget to include your own postal address so we know where to send it. And you can email or the post and here's our address. Search for Truth, Hayes Press, The Barn, Flaxlands, Royal Wootton Bassett, Swindon, SN48DY, UK. And our email address is sft at churchesofgod.info. Now, many thanks uh, for allowing me to enjoy the pleasure of your company today. It's been great to have you with us. I'd be delighted if you could join us next time for our study, which is called Auditing the Utensils. But until then, it's goodbye and very best wishes from our Bible teacher, Brian, our producer, David, our singers and me, John. So see you again soon. And in the meantime, we wish you God's richest blessings.